got something else to do first. Let's see it. I got ahead of myself. Oh, praise the Lord. Hey, that's why we dedicate our babies to the Lord. That's why we train them up in the house. That's why we teach them to love God's house and God's word. And uh, then they go upstairs and they learn all about Jesus. And then they go to youth group and they teach them about Jesus. And then they go to pivot class and we teach them about Jesus. And amen, then you come this morning and I'm going to teach you about Jesus. He is our hope. We want to talk about hope today. You know, it's amazing. I was just thinking uh, the other day as I was holding those babies, and I, I, I mentioned it a while ago. They, at this age, they have no idea what all we're going to do for them. They, they have no idea how much fun we're going to have. They, they can't imagine. These little girls can't imagine how grandma's going to take them shopping. Yeah. And all the things that papa's going to do with them. And I told Amy the other day, I was looking out in the backyard and I was trying to figure, I already figured out I can build a big treehouse and a fort with a zip line. Now, I know I have a few years for that, but I've got a plan. take those babies on cruises. We're going to go snorkeling. We're going we're gonna to teach them to ski. We're going to ride four-wheelers and horses. And they don't have no idea how much fun we're going to have. And you are the exact same way in God's eyes. From the moment of your conception... When he said, in your mother's womb, I knew you, I formed you, and I called you by name. He had a plan for your life. And he has all of these things that he wants to do for you and with you and through you. But you have got to grow and mature into it. See, both uh, my my son and son-in-law, they both uh, are on that Dave Ramsey plan. They're good at saving and working and investing. And so now it's time. When's the time? Now. For you to get that envelope and you put on their car. Because you know what? It won't, you'll turn around and they'll be turning 16. It just happened. You don't know where the time goes. But see, you prepare but see, the thing is, you're not going to, even though you have a plan and you've got an envelope and you're saving money and it's your plan and your desire, you're not going to give it to them at 12 or 14. You wait until they come to that place where they're ready. They've done the driver's ed. They've got their license. You see, we God wants to bless you and God has a plan for your life, but He's waiting for you to mature into it and to pass the test. He's not going to give you those things until it's time. I want to promise you this morning, God has a plan for your life. It was David who said in Psalms 42, 5, Hope thou in God. Can you say that with me? Hope thou in 
God. There's a hope that we have. We don't just hope and we're going to talk about it. We have a lot of hope for these babies. And I'll just go ahead and throw that, this out there. We have hope that there's going to be many more coming. It's not our last. This is just our first. I'll wait a few years before we put it on the envelope, though. But I have hope in God. And I have hope in them. But Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 11. I just want to take that today and look at it for just a moment. Jeremiah 29, 11. It says this. For I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. They're plans for good. To give you a future and a hope. Everybody say a future and a hope. You see, God has a future plan. He knows what is coming. He knows your beginning from the end. He knows everything in the middle. And God has good plans for you. But did you know we have an enemy, an adversary? And he seeks to kill, steal, and destroy. And so that's why it's important that we're vigilant to watch and protect and teach and to stay where we need to be and to obey God and honor God's Word and trust Him. Because if when you step outside, when you get outside your yard, stray dogs can get you. you got to stay in the yard. Stay in God's protection. Stay in the parameters. Stay in God's fence. And allow Him... To bring your future into existence. You see, the fact God has a specific plan, not just for them. He has a plan for your life. Amen. And only you can fulfill it. God's got something for you to do in your generation that is unique. That is special. He has called you for, to, for your family, for your friends. You say, well, I was born at the wrong time to the wrong family. No, no, no. You were born right where you need to be. You're who you are for a purpose and own purpose. And God wants to give you a future and hope. Amen? It is Paul that wrote in Romans 12, be joyful in hope. Oh, hope is a good thing. The first recorded promise in the Bible. Amen. When he said that he would take the, 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 the seed of woman and crush the end. Here, God has created a perfect plan. But evil slips in and deception comes and sin befalls. And then God gives a hope that I am going to crush the head of the enemy. And it was through Jesus and the cross of Calvary. You see, Calvary was not a tie. It wasn't, oh, well, devil won, God zero, and then now the cross won. No, no, no. The cross was a crushing blow to Satan and the kingdom of darkness forever. And now Satan is a defeated foe. Everybody say he's defeated. It was Jesus that, amen, went to the very bowels of the earth, amen, and he declared to hell, amen, I am more than a conqueror, amen, I've come from the cross, I have power over death, hell, and the grave. He stripped the enemy of all of his power, 
And then he declared from this day forward, amen, my children, amen, when they come against the gates of hell, amen, whatever they declare, whatever they bind on earth will be bound in earth. And whatever they loose on earth will be loose. Whatever they loose and bind, God given us power to loose some things and to bind some things. We have authority in Jesus' name. Somebody say, I have hope. You have an awesome power. Amen. It was recorded there. I mean, from the very beginning to the end. Amen. When Jesus said, I am coming soon. And if he was coming soon 2,000 years ago, amen, how much sooner is he coming now? We can almost hear the tiptoes across the portals of glory. Amen. God is getting ready. Amen. To send Jesus to come to receive his bride. But until that day, he said, occupy until I come. You've got to labor. You've got to work. You have to be vigilant. And you cannot give up hope. Hope is important. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is a substance of things hoped for. Is anybody hoping for some things? Oh, i got a lot of things I'm hoping for. Can you remember just starting out in life? Can you remember some things you hope for? I hope one day, and a lot of these kids, I can't wait. I hope I graduate someday. And then they do. And I can't wait till I get married. See, I had that uh, New Year's resolution, 1988. Find a mate in 88. <laughs> and I did. I had hope that one day I'd have children. And I did. And then I had hoped that someday we would have grandchildren. And now then our faith has become sight. You see, there's things that you hope for that you still haven't seen. Have you hoped for some things that you've already seen? Yeah, you're experiencing it. Life has brought those things. But how many has some things that you're still hoping for that haven't happened yet? Yeah, we're still believing, we're still trusting. And I'm here today to tell you not to give up, not to be discouraged. Amen, because if you give up hope, when you take hope away, amen, life it, it, with all of its fascinating opportunities, amen, just becomes sadness. It becomes drab. Without hope, it becomes bleak. It, it, life is a burden. It's joyless. Amen. It, it's a never-ending process of pain. Without hope, amen, people sink into depression and sink into despair. That's why it's important that we do not become hopeless, but that we stay filled with hope. Amen? It's why the story just was told not long ago reported on the news that four teenagers got in a car and committed suicide by carbon monoxide, leaving a note to bury them all together. How in the world could kids from an influential family in the greatest nation, the richest nation, where there's a land of opportunity, what in the world? I mean, the, 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 the suicide rate is increasing amongst our teenagers. And it seems like they're hopeless. Why are they losing hope? Who is not feeling it? I mean, what are they listening to? What are they putting in their hearts and their minds? I mean, what is it, I mean, that we're not doing to reach them, to let them know that there is hope? Whatever they're facing today, amen, that this is going to pass and that tomorrow is going to be better. You see, if we don't give them that hope, they become hopeless and they give up. 
people without hope have broken hearts. They staggered through life blinded through their own tears and their own uh, uh, sobs and the sound uh, of suffocating them as they hear the hopelessness coming from their heart. But I'm telling you this morning uh, that we have got to reach out through the Word of God and declare to our family, our friends, uh, wherever we go, there is hope today. They don't tell you on the news. They don't tell you in the newspaper. You don't find it on Facebook. But I'm telling you, somebody has got to begin to tell somebody that there is hope. That they can make it. That there's more to life than what they're going through. And this too shall pass. Let me tell you, if there's no hope for a brighter future, If people don't believe that their dreams can come true, they stop dreaming. See, it is our opportunity, it is our uh, obligation to teach our children and our grandchildren that they can do anything that God puts in their heart to do. That they can dream. That they can shoot for the stars. That they can go out and make a difference in their generation. Listen, there's going to be plenty of people telling them they can't. There's going to be plenty of people telling them to quit. There's going to be plenty of people telling them to give up and give in. But I'm telling you, amen, we as a family are going to surround them. And we're going to tell them you can. There's nothing you can't do. And you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And I'm telling you this morning as your pastor, amen, you can make it. You can be who God has called you to be. You don't have to be hopeless, but you can be filled with hope. What's the difference in hope and optimism? You see, optimism hopes for the best without any guarantees. Optimism is just whistling in the dark. But hope, the Christian hope in faith is looking at the promises of God and knowing with absolute assurance that what God is willing to do, what He's demonstrated, what He's already showed me in the past, what He's promised me, He will perform and that I am the apple of his eye. I was created in his image. He has given me his strength and his power and that he is walking with me and that he'll never leave me and forsake me and I can do what he's called me to do. That's hope. It's more than just optimism. It's more than just a good attitude. No, I've got promises by the word of God. That he has given me my children and my children's children. There's faith and there's hope in the process. We're all going to face that final battle. This week I've had two funerals. We're going to face that final battle. Let me tell you. Unless we're here when Jesus comes, the statistic is this. One out of one is going to die. You don't get out of life alive. The Bible declares that it is appointed. Hebrews 9, 27, to man wants to die and then the judgment. We're going to all stand before God. 
But what is our hope in death? Get our hope. Our Christian hope concerning death is based on God. And what he says, it's based on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Amen? Because he became whole, I can be whole. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me shall never die. We may take our last breath here. But we inhale our breath there. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. You see, I have that hope. Do you? Do you have the hope? Are you afraid of death? Are you afraid of life? Are you afraid of what God's called you to do? If you will get such a hope. In you and knowing that because of the past and his promises and what he's done, he will not, never let you down and you can make it. Can I get a big amen? amen? The fact is, I mean, when Jesus was speaking to John on the Isle of Patmos, he said to John, I'm the first and the last. I'm he who was dead and now I'm alive forevermore. Listen, amen, Chris, we're the only ones, amen, who truly have a right to say we got a better tomorrow. We're not afraid of eternity. We're not afraid of death. Death, where's your sting? Grave, where's your victory? Amen. We know because we have a blessed hope. Tomorrow's going to be better. We have a hope of tomorrow. Can I get an amen? We're going to a place, and I just preached it. We're going to a place where there's no more tears, no more sorrow, no more sadness. Where the song is in 10,000 years and we've just begun. We're going to see Jesus. We're going to a family reunion where our fathers and mothers and grandfathers and grandmothers and aunts and uncles and cousins and a family reunion that'll never end. We're going to a place, amen, where the architect has created. He said in John 14. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you go. And Thomas said, Lord, how, how do we know how to get there? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Come on, let's have some hope in Jesus that He's prepared for us a future. So let's get our eternity settled and then let's come back to today and know that our tomorrow is going to be okay also. Many people, Christians, settle their eternity. They make Jesus Lord of their life, but they don't come back and allow Him to walk with them into tomorrow. They don't have hope that he's going to take care of them. That he's going to help them pay their bills and help them in that financial crisis and help them in that health scare and help them with their children and help them in that loss and help them with that disappointment and that abandonment. And We've got to walk with him every day with hope. Amen? Atheists mock they mock our hope. They mock because they think hope is it, it's delusional. It's just pie in the sky that... You see, atheism never dreamed a dream. It never lifted a burden. It's never solved a problem. 
never healed a broken heart and never brought joy to a wounded soul. They spend their lives fighting against a God they say they don't believe in. Isn't that kind of a waste of life? The Bible says the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. I'm going to tell you something, without the knowledge and the belief and the reality and the relationship with Jesus Christ, there's not a lot of hope. But with Jesus, the agnostic opposes hope because they see it as escapism from reality. I'm telling you, my hope is more real in Jesus than the things I can see and touch. I have a hope in Jesus. It was a agnostic who traveled thousands of miles to interview a great distinguished Bible scholar. The butler allowed him in and ushered him in. And he looked at all the books from ceiling to wall. And he said, I know that you have read all these books. And I know you've written books. And I know that you have great wisdom. And you have interviewed all the great leaders of the world. But tell me. After all these years of study and knowledge, what is the one thing worth really knowing? The great scholar's face was flushed as he gripped the agnostic's hands. The first is that I'm a great sinner. And second, that Jesus Christ is a great Savior. I'm telling you that in this life, if you'll understand and know that we are sinners. We were sinners, but now I'm saved by grace. I'm no longer a sinner. I'm a child of the Most High God. I'm a friend of God. And in Him, I have hope. I have life. I have my being in Him. Amen? It was Paul that wrote in 1 Corinthians one twenty one. He said, the world through wisdom did not know God. They're so eager to find the answers in themselves. They cannot accept God's words. It was Solomon in Proverbs that said, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Is it any reason why we look at people that are hopeless? We've kicked God out of the schools. We've kicked the Word of God out. We've taken the Ten Commandments down. We can't teach absolutes. We can't teach right from wrong. Amen. They want to take away everything known and take away our history and our founding fathers. And we, we can't say in God we trust. And we can't say the pledge. And we can't pray. And then we wonder why we have a generation that is hopeless. They're pushing socialism and all the things that is just mind-boggling, I'm telling you. Amen, we've got to begin to teach our children once again. Amen, that it is God, amen, who gave His life. Amen, He sent His Son, Jesus. And He is the one that gives us hope. Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. A man can know everything there is to know. We can know things... We can learn. We can have the greatest wisdom. You can understand mysteries. Men treasure rags and throw away treasure. You can know things about rocks and not know anything about the rock of ages. You can know things about the tides of the seas. But it was uh, Isaiah that said the wicked are like troubled sea that never rest and never know peace. 
You can know all about the lights. You can know about the sun, the moon, and the stars and study them, but never know that Jesus is the light of the world. You can be the greatest baker of all times and not know that he's the bread of life. You can have all the knowledge of the world and not understand that his word is incarnate. He knows everything. And without him, we are nothing. What does it profit a man? Become the greatest architect but don't know the chief cornerstone. What does it profit if you? If you gain the whole world and lose your soul. What does it profit? Come on, listen. Our hope is a blessed hope. Everybody say, it's a blessed hope. Jesus is, it's, our hope is unshakable. Our, our, our hope gives us a song in the night. It gives us Hallelujahs when we face a storm. What the song just say? I'm going to throw up my hands and I say hallelujah. Why? Because I have hope in the midst of my storm that Jesus is in the boat with me and he is the one that says, peace, be still. Amen? God's provision is in his promise. What do you need to fulfill your vision? What has God called you to do? What do you need in life? Whatever God's called you to do, he'll provide for you. His provision is in his promises. Listen, there are over 3,000 promises in the word of God. And can I just tell you, every promise in the book is mine. You've got to begin to lay a hold of the promises of God. Begin to declare over your children favor. Begin to call them blessed. But call them healthy. Call them prosperous. Amen. Pray over your marriage. Pray over your business. Pray over your finances. Pray over your health. Come on. Have a hope. Amen. That with God in it, everything is possible. Amen. Mm. Listen, I, I know people are suffering. We've gone through suffering. We've gone through loss. We've gone through heartaches. We've gone through trials. But when we go through them, amen, and we hope thou in God. Thank God for doctors and nurses. Thank God for teachers. Thank God for every profession. Thank God that he uses everybody. But when it comes right down to it, our hope is not in people. Our hope is in Jesus. Hope thou in God. As we go through those times of suffering, we realize when I'm weak, he's strong. Did you know if you were never weak, you'd never need his strength? His strength is made perfect in our weakness. It's in times of weakness. It's in times when our faith is not strong that we lean on the everlasting arm. We feel his strength. We feel his comfort. Listen. You need to stop being trying to be so strong and thinking you can do it all and I don't need anybody. And you just need to let your weakness show and say, Lord, I'm weak, but you're strong. Let him hold you. Let him pick you up. Let him give you the strength that you need today. Oh, y'all know I'm skipping page after page. And I'm on the last one. That was some good preaching, Jacob. Good preaching. I know some of you stopped living. At these last two funerals, I told them as we stood at those 
gravesides. Our loved ones would not want us to camp there. They, 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 we, we have a headstone there, but that's not where they want us to live. Many of you are parked at your last failure. You're camping out at your last disappointment. You, you, you have been sidetracked and derailed and You've camped out by the last mistake, greatest failure of your life. Maybe it was a marriage or a business deal or a betrayal of a friend or a dream that became the nightmare. And that's what I tell you. There's untold millions of people today in this world that are hopeless because. They failed, they've stumbled, they gave up, they quit trying, they lost hope. Am I talking to anybody today? I, I don't want you to be hopeless. We all fail, we all make mistakes, we all have disappointments. People do it wrong. But you can't camp out there. Don't make that a memorial. It's time that you get up and you move past it. It's time that you begin to go into your future. Because God said, I know the plans I have for you. They're plans for good and not evil. To give you a future and a hope. He wants to give you hope this morning to get up, move past your failure, past your sin, past your disappointment, and go on to your future because your future's bright because you have Jesus. We're victorious, more than conquerors. Hope thou in God. Listen. The greatest tragedy in life is not failure. It's not failing. We all fail. The greatest tragedy is staying down. The greatest tragedy is to sit down by your failure and suck your thumb and cry and whine and give up. Get up and let's do this thing together. Let's go into our future with Jesus. Our greatest try, try tragedy, God can turn it into our greatest triumph. Your test, He's going to turn into a testimony. There's some of you, that we have some people right now going through some things that you don't know about it. But what I know and what I've already told them, you're working on your testimony. Yes, this is a test. Yes, it's hard. No, we don't like it. But God is working in it. And you're going to come out of it with a testimony. Look what the Lord has done. As long as you're willing to start over again. As long as you're willing to live. As long as you're willing to love again. Amen. And to get up. There is hope. Somebody say, there is hope. Come on, somebody give the Lord a big hand clap today. Hallelujah. Father, today we're so grateful for your blessings. We're grateful for your love. We thank you for your mercy, for your 
long-suffering for your kindness. We thank you that you are the one that leaves the 99 and comes after the one. And today, there's many that feel like that one. They're lost. They're discouraged. They're despondent. But today, I declare that they will not be hopeless. Father, I pray that a hope would rise up on the inside of them. Hope in Jesus. Hope in a one that loves them so much, he gave his life. Hope so strong in the one that is alive and well and is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask. Father, today we put our hope in you. I pray for that one today that is sad. That one that's discouraged. It's one that has failed and feels like there's no hope. The one that's going through that financial struggle. They don't know where their provision is coming from. That one that has suffered loss and their heart is broken. Today, put our hope in you. You are our blessed hope. I pray that you would stir up just the gift of hope. Lord, that you would let joy, unspeakable, begin to flood their soul right now. Let them know that they're not alone, but you're with them. Today, and you're in this building, today you're watching me online, speaking to you right there. In your hopeless condition, Jesus loves you. Get up. Don't stay in that failure. Don't stay in that disappointment. You have a future and a hope. Jesus loves you. Get up and say, Lord, with your help, I'm going to move forward. You're in this house today. Could we stand all over the building? One of our musicians come. You're in the house today. Is there anybody here today that says, Pastor, I, I, I need some hope. I, I, I need to believe. I, I'm going going through a disappointment. I, I, I feel kind of sad and discouraged. I, I, I feel I'm, I'm in the midst of a struggle. Uh, I need hope. His heads are bowed and eyes are closed. You're in this house today and you say, Pastor, pray for me that my hope will grow strong. Can I see your hand? Yes, 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 yes. All over this building. Yes, your hope is in Jesus. Today, He loves you. Don't let the enemy tell you that you can't do it. Don't let him tell you you're a failure. Get up and move forward in faith. There's hope in Jesus. As they sing, any of you that slipped up your hand, I'll pray with you right where you're at. But as we sing, if you'd like to come step into these altars and just say, Lord, I'm stepping out, believing for a new hope. We'll pray over you where you're at. We'll pray over you here. Let's just take a moment before we're dismissed. And let's just allow the Holy Spirit to fill us with a fresh new hope today. In Jesus' name. My hope is in you, Lord. Yes. Show me your hope. My hope. Guide me in 
is in you. Jesus, today you are my hope. Take my hopelessness. Take my sadness. Take my fear. Take my disappointments. Take my failures. Take my sins. Today I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. You are my hope. In you I trust, I can, I will move forward into my future with hope. Father, today I just think that all over this building, Father, you let new hope, new joy. Father, you have a plan for our life. You have good plans, and you want to give us a future. But the enemy tries to use our past against us, our failures against us. But today, we lay those aside. We are forgiven. And Lord, we're going to move into our future with faith and with hope. I thank you for prospering our way. I thank you for healing our sadness. I thank you for restoring the joy of our salvation. I thank you for allowing the Holy Spirit to speak and lead and guide and direct us into all truth. And I thank you for my future. In Jesus' name. Everybody shout a big amen.